Welcome to the Home Ownership and Marriage Podcast with the Low Property Team, where it is all about running a successful business together and balancing a healthy marriage. Host Jarrell and Brittany Lowe. Purpose and passion is to help you create the life you want by turning your combined passions into generational wealth while sharing what they've learned on their journey with you. Let's get started. Hello, hello, and thank you for joining us on another episode of Home Ownership and Marriage. I am Jarrell Lowe, and I must share we are another show without our fearless leader, Brittany. It's okay. I promise I'm going to do the best I can and give you some information and content that you can chew on and stuff that we just ponder on our rides or when we're talking with clients or, you know, when it's date night or something that we decide to do to nurture our marriage. And today's show, we have probably referenced this several times in the past, but I think in today's show, it's important to have the conversation, the ability to think, rethink, and the power of unlearning. Now, I know that's a lot to unpack in just that that quick sentence or statement, but I want us to focus on whether it's in marriage or business, whether it's just yourself, right? The ability to think, rethink, and the power of unlearning. But before we can go into those three, right, I really want to talk about how in life we tend to take for granted of what the subconscious mind is able to do. There are so many great books out there about designing the mind. And, well, there's a couple of great ones I read this year. I think it was Power of Habits, Atomic Habits. And what's, what's oh, my goodness, what's the lady's name? The High Five. I'm blanking. My wife read her book, but it was just uh, phenomenal just hearing some of the excerpts that Brittany shared. Focusing on what it means to think rethink and unlearn. And when we're talking about those habits, when we're talking about those beliefs, we're talking about what it entails, the development of that, and how do we protect our subconscious mind. Today, I want to focus on the ability to think, rethink, and the power of learning. But before we can even jump into that, I really want to hone in on you know, how it starts. You know, As a child, a large part of our childhood, we're taught right and wrong. We're taught to do this, don't do that, which is pretty normal, right? Because that's parents, or I should say parents, guardians, and grandparents, or family's way of protecting us. But some of those things we're taught, right? Some of those beliefs, some of those uh, uh, processes, whatever it is, those things we're taught was great at that time. It protected us in some points of our life, but maybe not the best for where you're currently at. What does that mean? Well, I I have to take it back. I think when we first started the show, I shared something, and it was just a a, kind of a grid that I I always focus on. And I learned uh, when I was in education, I learned this, but our thoughts, everything starts with a thought. It doesn't matter whether it's good or bad, you know, it starts right there. And with that thought, it leads to a belief. Your belief leads to actions. Your actions lead to results. And from there, you can go back into revision. Well, okay, what does this look like in real life? I believe I'm going to pass this test. Well, let me back up. The thought is, is I want to pass this test. Me honing in on that thought in my subconscious, continuing to regurgitate that there, 
I'm yearning for it, right? That's why they say, write your goals down. That connected text is just something that's amazing, or it doesn't, it does an amazing number when it's striving towards or trying to achieve a goal, an outcome. Write it down. Well, it does something to the subconscious because the more I yearn for something, the more I'm going to get it. And the more I see it, the more I'm reminded of what I'm working towards. So I'm going to pass this test is the initial thought. Now that thought becomes a belief because I say, I'm going to pass this test. I'm going to pass this test. I'm going to pass this test. Now I believe, oh my goodness, I got this. I'm going to knock this thing out the park. Now that belief is leading to my action and all right, this is what I got to do to pass this test. Here's the things I have to prepare for. And here's what it looks like when I pass this test. Then you get your results. If you pass, it's reaffirmed all the work that you put into it. If you didn't pass, then you need to go back into revision. But I want to highlight whether it's a good or bad thought, it's going to be followed by a belief internally, the action, results, and then back into revision. Now, when we refer to childhood, right, when we're taught the good and bad, right and wrong, all that stuff from our great parents, those are great things. But as you get to middle school and high school, we typically align with those that are similar in beliefs, actions, and thoughts. How so? Well, I'm just going to stick with the boys to just make it simple. Boys hang with boys, and likewise, girls hang with girls. It's kind of the trend that you see in those uh, at the secondary level. But we can dissect these groups down into subgroups, right? One boy subgroup might be skaters. Another subgroup might be athletes, and it can go on and on just depending on what the belief, action, and thoughts are for the children at that age, particular age group, right? Once we finish the secondary level and we go on to college, college is where we experience our first internal conflict. Our beliefs, habits, and thoughts are challenged. A lot of people look down on college because they teach you to be free thinkers, Maybe sometimes free thinking might be in in conflict with some of those things that were taught as a toddler from my parents, my guardians, grandparents, aunts, uncles, whoever it may be. And then I have to reflect and say, what was the benefit? Well, I understand they were protecting me then, but now what is the benefit for me holding on to this belief, holding on to this, this action that I've been taught? right? Uh, I, I think a good one that I've always heard, right? And it was just crazy. Turn the other cheek. And it was always just said, well, if somebody does wrong to you, just turn the other cheek. And now I'm at the place in my life where it's like, do I want to continue to allow people to walk over me? At some point, no, I'm not going to turn the other cheek. I have to put my foot down and state what works and what's not going to work for this relationship, for this partnership, for whatever it is, this two-way street to exist, I have to put those boundaries up. And that's just protecting me not to hurt the next person. You see, this is what we learn as we come into adulthood, right? Some of those things at an early age maybe was great at that time, but now we're entering a place where I have to put boundaries up and I have to protect myself from the ugliness of the world. The things that we learn from our families are either affirmed or challenged. This is also the point where we usually find ourselves and our niche. Well, what do you mean? In college, the the guys that I played basketball with 
are the same guys that I talk to on a continuous basis. Now, I, not to sound crazy or anything, but some of my best friends in middle school and high school will always be my best friends. But the guys that I played college basketball with, those four or five guys, I talk to on a continuous basis, weekly, sometimes daily, because we just have that connection of being in the foxhole, achieving an outstanding goal together of being on a team, and going through the rigors of a season. It's just so complicated, but also developing the niche that we have an alignment in our personal lives that fits so well together. But I, again, I, I got the voice of Brittany in my head right now that, Drew, you're mumbling, you're rambling. That's okay. Let me just cut it short and get back on task. Think, rethink, and the power of unlearning. Now that we understand the influence of our thoughts and our ability to think, I want to take a quick moment to just dive into or dissect a little bit what rethinking is. Rethinking. Think again about it, such as in a policy or a course of action or a decision, especially in order to make changes to it. This is another overlooked pillar that most humans are, are experiencing, the ability to rethink, right? You know that, that, that grid that I shared? Thoughts lead to beliefs, beliefs lead to actions, actions lead to uh, results. The one area that we tend to forget is revision. Now, I have to share this story because in college, I was one that absolutely hated revision. I just hate it. I, it, it. It drove me insane. I spent four weeks, five weeks, working on this 20-page 20 20 paper to dissect this theory about some individual in the past and to, you know, for me to put all that hard work into this document, to this paper, to show my reasoning, I was like, that's it. I'm done. It's over with. But I remember the rude awakening I received once I got that paper back, and I've never seen so many red marks, so many crossouts, all this. And for me, it was like, dude, what's this? I remember the professor saying, well, you need to revise it before you can get your grade. And I was like, revise? No, man, I can't, I can't, I can't put any more time to this. Like I've, I've already given you almost a month of my time dedicated solely to the development of this document. Needless to say, right? When we're talking about revision, when we're talking about rethinking, right? It's important to understand that as an individual, that process is easy and quick because I'm only making decisions for myself. But as we move through life into adulthood and we have a partnership in business or we're, we're my spouse, right? We're in a marriage and we're trying to figure this out. I can't make decisions solely for myself anymore. I have to do it for the benefit of my partner. I have to do it for the benefit of my wife. So the ability to rethink, I put a, such a heavy, pr I put a heavy focus on rethinking because I want to assure not every decision is going to be perfect or it's not going to be great, but I want to make sure that I'm addressing what her needs are. I'm addressing what our business needs are because I know what I need from this right now. So I sometimes have to step back to look at the bigger picture, rethink about my approach on how I want to deliver this, 
and then move forward, right? Thinking is the great part. When, when, we, when we understand original thought and how we process things and how we interpret things and we put these things into the world, thinking is so great. And, and there's a lot of individuals out there that don't have original thoughts. And in the information age, so much information is regurgitated, which is okay. It's, it's absolutely okay. But the ability to rethink what you put out in the world, make a correction, revision, and then reintroduce it. Don't be afraid of revision like I was because now, right then, I just, it just blew my mind away that you want me to revise this three or four times. Let me, I don't even want to talk to you about the graduate thesis because that was just a pill within itself. But I need to revise the document three or four times before I can actually get a grade for it. And in life, it, this is what I've learned from that point of rethinking is understanding that not every decision is going to be perfect, but as long as you're working towards that outcome, right? You know what? We made a business decision. It didn't work out this direction. Let's sidestep to uh, door B and go this direction. And that's the, that, that's the value in rethinking. In marriage and business, it is vital to have that ability to rethink. Right, like I said, with our spouses, with our partners, we want to make sure they're happy. I think with our families, we have to understand whether it's just uh, my spouse and me, or if we have kids in the picture and we have other people. That rethinking component becomes a huge, huge pillar. Now, this last one, <laughs> this one's the doozy, and I think this is where we get hung up on as humans: the ability to unlearn. We are living in an information age where there is so much junk in the world. We're not going to just talk about social media because I don't want to just paint it with one bad stroke, right? But there's a lot of stuff on social media. There's a lot of books out there. Like I I am a huge consumer of physical books. I I love physical books. But I believe there's a lot of books out there. And I've read some where it's just like, dude, get to the point. Like, what is the purpose? But you enjoy it because for me, I should say, I continue reading a bad book because there's something to be learned in every every experience, whether good or bad. There's something we need to learn. There's some gym I need to be pulling from this. And sometimes, sometimes that gym can be something that I need to unlearn. Well, how does that look? There are childhood beliefs that we hold on to that do not benefit us at all. Decoding that information and throwing it in the waste bin has become the greatest life lesson I have experienced in recent years. As a childhood, like I shared, it was turn the other cheek. Well, that turn the other cheek thought or belief was not one that is benefiting me now because what you start to learn is people are going to walk over you. People are going to take advantage of you. And what's more important is setting up boundaries to protect yourself because sometimes people are going to walk over you without knowing they intentionally did that. So when we're talking about unlearning, right, we're talking about decoding and throwing in the waste bin. You have to say right now, I have to reverse engineer this to get this out of my life. And it takes a huge person. It takes a a person with great character to be willing to accept 
and unlearn some of those behaviors, those habits, those thoughts that exist, right? Sometimes they're toxic and we don't even know it, but we've lived our life in such a way that it's became a component of that. Unlearning. Do not, do not be afraid to unlearn some of those things. If you develop a thought and it leads to a belief and it gives you a result or an action and gives you a result and it's not the result you want, then you have to go into revision. But here's where it gets tricky. You go into revision and you start the process over again and you're still not getting that result. Well, that's where toxicity, toxicity doubles down. And what we need to do at that point is reverse engineer these things. Hey, here's the result I'm getting right now right? Let's backtrack. What actions am I taking? Do they align with that? Do What are these actions yielding? What are the results that are coming from it? Okay, let me go back up. Why am I developing these beliefs based on these actions? What we're trying to do is reverse engineer this so we can dissect it. And when we get back to the thought, we can throw it in the waste bin. When you get to that original thought, right? Then we can toss it out. And that's where the power of unlearning takes place. We're in this, we're in this world where we can sit behind a computer and learn so much about our careers, jobs, and or self-improvement. We can learn so much about other people, the subconscious, the psychology of friends and family. But sometimes we also have to understand we are also learning a lot of stuff that needs to be taken out. So when we're talking about the power of unlearning, we have to look at it through the lens, right, of our partner, our business, myself first, and take a look at Maslow's hierarchy of needs and say, I need to provide the bottom two rungs. And those bottom two rungs is my safety and my house and shelter. All right, here's what I'm going to do. For my wife, for me and Brittany, we're just going to take a deep dive. And we have those days where we have disagreements. We have those days where we're not connected. But that also requires that I go sit in silent or go take my time to think, rethink, and unlearn some things that are not aligning us. What can I take control of? What do I have the ability to change myself? Before I point the finger at her, Jarrell, what, what are you doing? What are you not bringing to the table? What's not working? And what is something from your childhood or some thought that you have that is with you that is not benefiting the production of who you guys are together? Likewise for business, right? You wrote your business goals out. You, you wrote how you're going to get to those. You wrote how many calls, how many clients, how many people you want to talk to on a daily basis. But something's not connecting. So we have to get into the details, and that's where the devil is. We got to get down there and figure out where that disconnection is. You know, whether it's going through a bad relationship, being let go from your job, didn't achieve an outcome that you worked so hard for, there's lessons to be learned through these events. More importantly, there are things to let go of and things we need to rid ourselves of. And sometimes if we're in those relationships and they're just getting the same result that we've been experiencing, there are some things we need to rid ourselves of before we point the finger at those that we're associated with. 
I also do want to note this, right? And as we get ready to wrap this up, because I don't want to go long into this because we can go, the, the power of the subconscious mind is so deep and it's so intricate. And I encourage everyone, there's several books. And if you want a reference or if you want to reach out, just reach out to us through the podcast or across any of the social mediums. And I'll share with you some books that have just been mind blowing. I think one of them was The Inner Game of Golf. Has nothing to do with golf. Everything to do with the mental approach of it. Amazing. So, well, here's the point that I was trying to make. All these experiences that I talked about, don't be married to a chronological order. I don't want you to hold my feet to the fire if you say, well, I didn't experience this in middle school or high school. My experience was different. These are not the markers for everyone. It happens at different periods and different times of our life. So understand that these are just reference points that I'm making, not necessarily markers that you should gauge yourself with. Well, he said that I was supposed to experience this as a child, but I didn't do that. Here's the thing. These are the development tools that we learned in psychology. Here's the, 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 the experiential periods that we've learned also in that, in that frame of thought. And I really just want to highlight what we can do internally when we're in a partnership, a business, or we're in a marriage, a relationship, or we're trying to be friends with someone. There's things that I have to work on internally, and there's some things I'm going to have to let go to improve that relationship and or business. When we're talking about thinking, rethinking, and the power of unlearning, In my opinion, I want to state this again, in my opinion, this is the beginning of true living. Why? Because it's almost like in the matrix, you had that opportunity of the blue or the red pill, but you've made the decision that I'm going to, I'm going to stay in permanent beta. I'm always working on improving self and I want to do it for the benefit of me. But most importantly, my partner, I want her to have the fruits of it. I want Brittany to have this experience in life that is not toxic, that is not demeaningful, that is not belittle. But sometimes the power of the tongue resides in how we think. The power of words come from our tongue that also come from thoughts that we have that is implanted in our subconscious. You see why this thing can go too deep? And that's why it becomes so important, right? Think rethink, and unlearn. How hard is it for us to say, Brittany, you're doing a darn good job. Hey, you crushed that one. But that doesn't necessarily mean we got to pamper people in our lives. That just means we're using the power of a tongue to encourage people in our lives. But are you doing the same with yourself? Drell, come on. We got to pick it up. We got to get a little better. Let's see if we can knock this hour down with no interruptions. Let's see if we can go on this uh, Thursday date with our wife and have no electronic disruptions or being not present in that moment. This is where my mind starts to go. And that's why I said it can get really deep, but I want you to focus on this for self and then your business or partner. Let's take care of the priorities and the priority will always be you. As we finish this episode up, I just want to highlight Our behavior is a function of our decision and not our conditions. Behavior is a function of our decision and not our conditions. I want you to permeate on that. I want you to stew on it. And I just hope that this today's episode brought a little light to how you can improve, 
how you can get rid of some of that toxic thought behavior in our lives because we are always working towards what we call permanent beta. I hope that this next show, uh, I got to discuss with Brittany, obviously, but I'm hoping the next show we can talk about burnout. And boy, is that real. Have you ever experienced burnout? What are your thoughts around burnout? How do you address it and or prepare for it? As we always do, we'd love to hear your comments, feedback at Low Property Team across all social media platforms, or you can respond to the podcast. We listen to everything. Send us an email, whatever the case may be, www.lowpropertyteam.com. Stay tuned. And as we dive deeper into avoiding burnout. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Homeownership and Marriage with the Low Property Team. If you would like more information, help or resources, or would like to book a personal consultation with the Lowe's, head over to lowpropertyteam.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, Jarrell and Brittany would be so grateful if you shared their podcast with a friend and leave them a review on iTunes or wherever you are listening. The Low Property Team would like to say thank you for supporting their show and being a listener. See you next time on another episode of Homeownership and Marriage.